so glad you decided to join us today for day three, week two of Hearing Through the Word with New Life Baptist Fellowship. Um, today we are going to be in Mark chapter, let's see, Mark chapter one is where we are at today. And we're going to be going through, highlighting, examining, applying, and responding to God about what he teaches us through just a simple reading of the scripture. And this is, once again, want to encourage you to get in, get in God's word hear through God's Word on a daily daily basis, hear God's Word on a daily basis, um, so we can grow in the Lord together. So we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 1, Mark 1, and that's where we'll be today. Mark chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, or the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'm going to go ahead and highlight that, the beginning of the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ, and come back to that. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare the way, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared in, in the wilderness and proclaiming, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all of the country of Judea and all of Jerusalem were going out to him and being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate, ate of locust and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptizing by John was baptized by John in the river Jordan and when he came up out of the water immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven you are my beloved son with you I am well pleased then the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan and he was he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. I'm going to highlight that, too. Also, I want to go back real quick and highlight verse 11. Well, actually, 9, 10, and 11, because you've got just Jesus, the Spirit, and then the voice right there. That's what I'm going to highlight. We'll come back to that. Then it says, uh, let's see, verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, came to Galilee and proclaiming the gospel of God. And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. I'm going to highlight that. Verse 15. Passing alongside, starting in verse 16. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and, An and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you, uh, I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed them. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in a boat mending their nets. And immediately he called, called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat uh, with the hired servants and followed him. I'm going to highlight verse 20 as well. That's that, Something about that sticks out to me. Okay, verse 21. And they came, uh, or they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and he was teaching, and they were, were astonished at his teachings, for he taught as one who had authority and, and, and as not as the scribes. And immediately there was, their, uh, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. I'm going to underline that and also highlight it too. And he cried out, 
What have you done? What do you, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, "Be silent! Come out of him!" And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out in a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, "What is this? A teaching with authority?" He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding regions of Galilee. Verse twenty-nine. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon, his mother-in-law, lay ill with a, few, with a fever, and immediately they told, uh, they told him about her. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. At that evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick, oppressed by demons, and the whole city gathered at the door. And, they heal, and he healed many who were sick of various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit those demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, I'm going to highlight that too, rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place where he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach here also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out their demons. And then we pick up in verse 40. And the leper came to him, imploring and kneeling, and said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but show yourself to the priests and offer your cleansing of what, what Moses commanded for, proof, uh, for a proof to them. But when he began to talk freely about it, it spread the news. And so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out, was, but was out in desolate places. And people were coming to him from every quarter. I'm going to go ahead and highlight. Um, I'm going to go back and highlight verse um, verse 44. That stuck out to me. And so we're going to examine all this real quick. So we're, we've 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 read it and we've literally highlighted. I've got a highlighter right here in my right hand. We've literally highlighted um, the things that stuck out to us, the things that just kind of jumped off the page as we read just this chapter in Mark, Mark chapter one. And so now we, we've, we're going to go to the examine part. And this is once again, as we look at this, we're just, we're, we're not trying to be deep theologians about it and we're not preparing a sermon, but what we are looking for is the context uh, is, is, or the content of the context. And so you, to understand the content, we have to understand the context. And so we, we know that this is the beginning, some of the beginning moments of Jesus's ministry. Um, and we have to take and, and extract and, and look for what the context is teaching us. And so we start with some of the things that jumped off the page for me in, in Mark chapter one. And really, um, it was how Mark, just in Mark 1, 1, in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, how he was very quick um, to not really talk a lot about Jesus's birth. Mark just kind of jumped to, in the beginning, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He jumped to the prophecy, and then he jumped to John. And so that's kind of what stuck out to me. And I'm, I'm going, okay, well, 
let me think on this a little bit more. Maybe I'll figure out why, why it stuck out to me. Verse 4 stuck out to me, and I highlighted it. It said, John appeared baptizing in the wilderness, a baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. And a lot of times as a young believer, what, what puzzled me is I look at this and looking at understanding he was baptizing for the belief that God was going to send the Messiah and that that Messiah, that Jesus was going to be the one to take away the sins. And, and, and that's, the, that's what was going on right there. Then we once again have Mark's account of the baptism of Jesus, and we also have Mark accounting for all three there, uh, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, notice the Spirit is capitalized or in the English Standard Version that it is. And then we have the account of, of the voice. Now now we have three accounts of, of the voice right here saying, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. And it's interesting because in Jewish eyewitness tradition, especially within biblical law, there needs to be two or more witnesses, preferably three, to to relay and validate an account. And so these are not just folklore stories. These are literal written down accounts of those who witnessed these moments. And so we look at, we kind of move on from there. We look at, uh, I think the next thing that was, um, that jumped off out to me is, is the 40 days in the wilderness. Immediately after he was baptized, the spirit uh, drove him out of the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. And, and he was uh, with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him. Think about that. How much more do we need to lean into and lean on and depend on the Lord as as sinful human beings, even when we look at this account right here of Jesus going through the wilderness and being tempted, and he leaned in and, and, and he had angels ministering to him. Big stuff right there. So let's go on. The next thing that kind of popped off the page at me is verse 14. In the, or verse 15, it says, The time is fulfilled of the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, I went down in my footnotes, and I look at this, and it's talking about the kingdom of God is at hand, and the kingdom is at hand, this this phrase, in the sense of the coming of Jesus, sets in motion all that will bring about the, its actualization. So, the kingdom of God, the time has come for the kingdom of God to be fulfilled. This is the beginning of that movement of the kingdom of God. And, of course, we all know that that it will fulfill itself when it is established again here on earth. We look down at verse 16 and we go, okay, we see Simon, the, the call of the first disciples. We see Simon and Andrew. And a lot of times we want to we want to focus on um, Simon and Andrew or, or Simon, James, and John because those were the closest three to Jesus. But Andrew was there as well. So we've got the four right there, and three of the four ended up being uh, the closest to Jesus. And then verse 20 shows, it says this, and immediately, this is what hopped off the page at me, and immediately they left their father, uh, Zebedee, in the boat and, and the hired servants and followed him. So this is the calling of the first disciples that we see, but the the call to follow by Jesus was not met with a, well, I'll get to it when I get more important things out of my way or, you know. And so here we're kind of examining and we're looking at, and some of this kind of goes over into apply as well. 
And so we kind of, when we walk through the here method, we, we will find ourselves from time to time wanting to drift that way before we get through scripture. And then you kind of figure out your own ways of like filling up your journal page and do I take the the examine part and if if God's teaching me something, how far down do I go down and write you know the the application part or whatever? It, it, it's it's set it up ever how you want to do it, whatever works best for you. Because if you're working like right here, if I'm if I'm journaling and I read verse twenty and I go, man, there's there's some truth to this. Like um, you know, when Christ calls someone to repent and believe confess their sins and follow him like that that should be immediate like that's a that's a you know we don't tell god to wait like it's not a good outcome if that's the case i'll i'll say that and digress but i think y'all are seeing what i'm saying here and sometimes when we have a little application there it's a, hey it's okay to do it ever how and structure it ever how what's best for you you know, if you want to do it verse by verse or what sticks out to you, you know, you go, hey, this is the verse 20 is what I highlighted. OK, what's the 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 truth behind verse 20? What does it say? What is the context? Teach me about the content. Um, and then a OK, what's the application? OK, well, then how do I take this notion and what I've learned here and respond to God? You know, that's OK if you want to do it verse by verse of, of what you've highlighted or ever how you want to do it. The here the here method is just an overall arching method to help you guide your time in the word so that there is um there is action and 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 application to what we study let's look at uh let's go on verse 22 is kind of some stuff that stuck out to me and they were astonished at his teachings okay this is talking about uh people that were in the synagogue now here's what stuck out to me Uh, verse 23 and immediately there were there was in the synagogue a man with unclean spirit and he cried out what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. My mind immediately, the reason I highlighted it was my mind immediately went to was, I wonder how long this man of unclean spirit was a part of the gathering of worshipers in the synagogue. He he could have been somebody that everybody thought, you know, was one of them. But then when Jesus shows up, it, it, it shows to be different. And that's, that's a rough, that's a, that's a sobering application for us that we can get to here in just a second. So we, we move on. For me personally, I, I really didn't have anything else to stick out uh, until verse 34. And it says, and, and he healed many who were sick and various diseases and cast many demons out. And he would not permit them to speak because they knew him. And, and it goes back to what John said about Jesus is that he is given all authority over creation. And because of that authority given to him by God, he was able to silence the demons because there was a timeline. There was a process to this whole thing of his coming, of, of his ministry, and, and the demons be speaking out were, I, I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly, but, but um, it wasn't flying because Jesus shut them up. I'll say that. Uh, let's look on as we go into verse 35. Um, there's some, there's a, there's a humbling truth here. And, um, it says this in very, in rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. And with us as followers of Christ, I look at that and I see the example set by Jesus early in the morning, desolate place, praying. 
Um, I know that a lot of us like to say, well, I'm, I'm a night owl. I spend, you know, best time with the Lord and all that. And I, I've tried to do it both ways. And I will say this just from my experience and from what I have learned. This is not gospel truth. But and, and see, now we're kind of getting to, into some of the application part. So let me let me pause that because that's the tendency to do it here. Like as you work through it, you start thinking and you're churning and you work through and, and you want to get through all the verses that you highlighted and then get on to the application. So we'll pause that just for a second. And I'll, I'll go to the last verse. Verse 44 is the last verse that highlighted that I highlighted that stuck to me and it's, uh, stuck out to me. And verse 44 says this. And he said to, the, to him, see that you say nothing to anyone but go and show yourself to the priests and offer your cleansing of what Moses commanded for proof to them. And so as we look at this, we go, okay, we see that Jesus, even after he healed the man, he wanted him to still follow the law. He still wanted him to still follow the law and and honor God through that. So that's some of the uh, the examining part. And kind of as I go back and I flip back through my Bible and I go, okay, what is... What are some of the truths that I'm learning from from the scripture as I've examined it? Um, I, you know, I think you know, understanding that John John's baptism was a baptism uh, of the same baptism that we go through is is a, is a acknowledgement of that we have repented of our sin and placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Except when John was baptizing, they were placing faith and trust in the Messiah to come. We take and we look back and when we walk through baptism and when we profess and 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 make that statement, we are looking back to the cross and saying we we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ for what he has done for us. And so that's that's an application thing for me. Um, looking at validation that that once again it's a third account that that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were at the presence of the baptism there. Um, I think it's really cool that the angels are ministering to Jesus. And I think what we can look and see and pull and apply from that is that even when in our deepest times of trial and temptation and struggle, is that we have not just angels, we have the Spirit of God that's there available for us to minister to us to help us through times of trial and tribulation. Then we look at, um, you know, I, I think as I kind of mill through this, um, looking at the immediate call of Simon, James, and John, and and when Jesus looking at them and saying, hey, follow me, I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, is it's a an immediate response. And when Christ calls us, when we are called to repent of our sin and follow him and place our faith and trust in him, um, that believer, you know, if you are listening to this today and there is, you have not repented of your sin and you have not confessed your sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and you have not placed your faith in the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, now is the time. And we look at Simon, we look at Andrew, John, and, and, and his brother, James, and we see the immediate reaction. Jesus calls, they go. And, and they didn't just leave a, a fishing boat and a couple of fishing rods. This was their livelihood. This was how they made their money. This was their nine to five, their whatever. And Jesus calls and they went. And so there was a lifestyle change from that point too. I think that's a teachable application that we can look at too. Um, and then we go down to when we look at the Jesus healing many of the you know unclean spirit, the man that was the demon possessed among the people in saying God, you know, I, I think we may be foolish to think that everybody that walks through the doors of the church is is a follower of Christ. 
And that's easy to think because of the American uh, nature, American Christianity, and and how traditional it is to go to church on a Sunday. Um, you know, if I you've heard the analogy before. If I go stand in the middle of a of a of a nice racing shop, and I stand right there in one of the bays where the car one of the race cars is worked on, and I just go vroom vroom, that doesn't make me a race car. Just as much as going to a location in a traditional manner day week in week out doesn't make you a follower of Christ and because and I'll say this too because your nana or your grandma and and they may be great wonderful people and you know what grandma may make some of the meanest biscuits you've ever put in your mouth but her faith in Christ is not going to save you we can't go off of the faith of of other people in order for our salvation. We have to place, we have to repent of our sin. We have to place our faith and trust and belief in the Lord in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and from that point on, just as John, uh, James, and Simon Peter did, we have to literally repent, change our life, and follow Christ. So Find a couple of things that we can apply out of this. You know, I think one of the big things, too, as we look at this um, in verse 35, um, is that early morning, Jesus went to a desolate place and he prayed and he spent time with his father. And you know what? I, I will give to you the ground that you may function better at nighttime. Uh, that's completely fine. You may function better at nighttime and you may be more awake and it. you may have that 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 time in your your day where you know the kids are in the bed and and you know you and your wife or or you and your husband are sitting there ladies that that y'all are sitting there you know and and you have some time to spend with the lord then that's fine but as i've walked with christ since i was 16 years old consistently the best way for me to start my day is to mimic the methods of jesus here is the early in the morning, getting up, spending time with him in his word and praying. Now, I think once again, the obedience, the application right here in verse 44 that we see is, is he warns the, the man that he healed, the, per, the leper that he healed, see that you say to no one and go and still talk to the priest and make sure the priest, you know, there was a ritual, there was a sacrifice to be made. All of that process. And this is where this is where it's important. This is where the Old Testament comes into play. Just because we sit under the, the new covenant, under the, the covenant that God has made with us through his son Jesus Christ, doesn't mean that we can't learn uh, the uh, you know and understand the Old Testament greater. Um, understanding and learning and reading through the Old Testament helps us understand the work of Christ even better. And so when we look at this, we see that. See that no one says says. Uh, see that no, you say nothing to anyone, and go show yourself to the priest and offer your offer your cleansing, what Moses commanded, meaning sacrifices and uh, the sacrifices and all that, in order to uh, be officially not not just not just made clean by Christ, but also um, announced clean by the priest. And 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 Jesus was still pointing to that, saying, "Hey." Go, go make sure that they know that you're clean. And he says, but, but the response of the man is, is this, but when we went, he went he began to talk freely about it and spread the the news. And so the man, you know, Mark makes a point of, of making the account and showing the account that he didn't go to the priest immediately. 
Now, he may have, but that wasn't his first response. And so we, we hear through it, and we, we've got some application points, and we look at it, and we go, you know what? We, we see the response for this today, and we go, man, there's a lot of different things. And a lot of times when you work through this, you will feel like you're all over the road with a lot of the nuggets and truths. And here's the thing, y'all. God can speak to you and teach you more than one truth through this whole process and in the chapter of Scripture. I think we've got a lot of things here that we can look at. I think we've got a lot of truths that we can we can process. You know, the immediately the 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 call to follow him on a daily basis. Um, you know, we look at um, you know when we see that you know we can we can go to we can go to church, but that doesn't make us a Christian. That's a, that's a point right there. I think, but for me. The biggest thing is just a reminder of the importance of spending time with the Lord um, on a daily basis. Finding that, getting up, uh, going to a desolate place, and spending time and following the example that Jesus set for us. So now it's it's time that we reach the R part of the here method. And so we're going to, you know, respond to God from what we've learned. And you can journal. You can write your prayers down, or you can spend the next few moments, even after this this little podcast ends, in prayer. And so, I'm just going to close this out in a little in in a prayer, just in response to what we've learned to the passage of scripture today. And I hope you're blessed by it. Be sure to share this and 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 pass it along to friends and and on Facebook and all this other stuff. We really really appreciate it. And we'll see you tomorrow. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much just for today and the many truths that you have taught us through Mark chapter one. And God, even the small truths, even the big truths, Lord, and the overarching truth is that your authority ran through all of it. Your authority to call James, John, Peter, Andrew, your authority over healing people, your authority over healing or, or, or people, you know, calling out demons. But then at the end of all of that, Lord, you still took time in your daily routines to to spend time with your father and lord thank you for blessing us today for time that we can spend with you lord bring our minds back to the truths of what we read today and let us think on them and let us remember them and reminded write them on the tablets of our hearts so that we can glorify you through all of this just not just not just today but beyond today with these truths Thank you for this time of giving it to us in in your word. We use it all for your glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.